For the week of Monday, November 2nd, it's This Week in PPS. You are listening to the sounds of PPS Equity. Join the conversation at ppsequity.org. It is a civil rights violation of the worst kind in the city of Portland when, based on race and zip code, roughly 85% of white students have access to opportunity in rigorous college prep programs, curriculum, and resources compared to 27% of black students. We are a better state than this. We are a better city than this. That's not a PPS equity contributor speaking to the school board or city council. That's Portland Public Schools Deputy Superintendent Charles Hobson speaking to the City Club of Portland Friday. Hobson spoke as part of the Urban League of Portland's presentation on their State of Black Oregon report, which was issued last July. Urban League President Marcus Mundy summarized the findings of the report. Median income of households headed by blacks in Oregon is less than two-thirds that of white households. And this has shown virtually no improvement since 1990. 38% of Oregon's African-American children live in households with incomes below the poverty level. 60% live in households below 200% of the poverty level. Black children born in Oregon are 50% more likely to suffer from low birth weights and 50% more likely to have infant mortality. The dropout rate in Oregon high schools, which Dr. Hobson will speak to uh, in his his conversation, is twice as high for African-American students, with dropout rates approaching 7% for black students and only only 3% for white students. We're just 7% of Oregon, of Portland's population, but a disproportionate amount of our homicide victims, 45%, are African Americans. Deputy Superintendent Hobson was speaking specifically about high school students and went on to urge Portland's movers and shakers to support Superintendent Carol Smith's high school plan, which by design would bring the same kind of high schools to all of Portland's neighborhoods. It is not okay for affluence, race, entitlement, and privilege to determine the the opportunity or the quality of a student's educational opportunity in our city. I have only one deep, probing, and fundamental question to this audience as a male of African descent in this state. Does this city have the moral conscience and the political will to join our board and superintendent in attempting to provide the equity of opportunity for every high school student that many of your students enjoy by virtue of zip code, race, and privilege. Hobson did not speak of middle schools where poor and minority students face inequities as bad or worse than in high school. I've requested demographic data on middle school students assigned to K-8 schools compared to middle schools, but the district has not even taken a look at these data themselves. We do know that students assigned to middle schools are disproportionately white and affluent, so we can assume that middle graders assigned to K-8 schools are disproportionately non-white and poor, just as with high schools, as Hobson discusses. To date, Superintendent Carol Smith and Director of Planning and Performance Sarah Allen have maintained that the K-8 crisis is under control, But there has been no visible progress, and poor and minority students continue to find themselves disproportionately confined in contained classrooms for middle school, with few or no electives. The high school plan, in principle, deserves our support for all the reasons Hobson lists. But this is a K-12 problem, and we need a comprehensive vision of equity. 
And that's our report this week in PPS. Don't forget to join the conversation at ppsequity.org. This has been a production of PPS Equity in association with New Deal Media.